Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green Cast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, a very happy Jet fan, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. What's up, everybody? You know, you see the other two parts of the equation here in the squad, bro. We got the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Sammy O'Hare in the building. Sammy, what's up, man? What's going on, Jeff? It's... And of course, last but not least, coming off an absolutely abysmal, abysmal playoff week for the Wookiee. Number one tight end in the, in the nation, the big Wookiee Crop. What's up, Wookiee? What's going on, everybody? I got to make up for that last round. <laughs> Hey, look, you took some chances there, Wookie, and actually some of them were actually pretty. It's not like the Bills were a bad thing. You got to go big or go, or go home, you know what I mean, at that point. You went for the judge of the last week with your picks, guys. We're going to get in to these games because, Jeff, you know, you know Mike has something to say here about Josh Allen. No, we have the Jets offensive coordinator search. We're going to talk about that. We want to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson because um, Mike didn't get a chance to comment on him last week. Also, Aaron Rodgers today. Heating up in the press, he's on Pat McAfee's show, giving the Jets some, uh, you know, giving the Jets weapons on offense, some some plaudits, and maybe mentioning that the Jets could be a possibility here. I know people are saying, Mike, you sent out a message saying the Jets and the Packers are working towards a trade, which just blew my mind and blew Jets fans' minds. All this, we're going to talk about that. Talk about our championship round picks, but before we do all that, you guys can get to hear Mike talk about Josh Allen last week where he would have told you that Cynthia was going to win that game and Josh Allen would play horribly. Mike, I'm going to give you the floor. Your favorite quarterback, Josh Allen, throws an interception last week. No touchdowns. Bills only put up 10 points. Play pathetically. Again. It whooped at home. In the playoffs. The whole plan of the verse said they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the Super Bowl. That's the team this year. Preseason picks, playoff picks. Mike, everybody going with the Bills. Not Michael Garrett. Not Sammy O'Hare. Not Keith Farrell. Ride with your boys who all thought the Bengals were going to win, but the number one Josh Allen hater on this planet, Michael Garris, what do you have to say after that performance from the Bills and Josh Allen left? I think it's more around what everybody has said Josh Allen is and what the Bills are. You can look at all the preseason picks from the NFL analysts across the wide spectrum of the media and they all picked, thought that the Bills were the best team in the NFL. Josh Allen is being spoke of with Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's one thing if, you know, you think somebody's pretty good and they're going to be able to, they have a chance. It's another thing to label a cat elite or the best there is before they've ever done anything. And Josh Allen has done absolutely nothing. I mean, he's won four playoff games. Mark Sanchez won four playoff games, too. And and who did he beat in those playoff games? He beat Skylar Thompson, Mac Jones. He beat Lamar, I think, and one other cat. And I mean, like, you know, this guy's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's up there with Patrick Mahomes. Don't put that man's name near Patrick's name ever. Let me never hear anyone speak of that coming out of your mouths. And Bill's Mafia, like you guys talking like you're entitled, 
like you're actually um, a fan base that's actually done anything in the history of, of, of sports. You haven't done, you've lost four Super Bowls. You haven't won anything. And um, so my problem is just how people portray Josh Allen. And I put out, is he overrated? You're damn right he's overrated. And I've been saying it. And let me tell you something, and, and I'd like to hear, Sammy, your perspective here as a coach. I feel like the the, the, the snow really kind of uh, exposed Josh Allen for what he is because he couldn't take off with the legs like he normally does. True, man. He had to be able to execute from the pocket to move the ball. And you could see that he was struggling as a passer um, to do that. Obviously, Burrow was lighting it up, hitting who he needed to hit. But Josh Allen, you know, is he a threat? 100%. Nobody will ever disagree with you that he's not, or say that he's not. But he's more like Cam Newton, to be honest with you, than he is like a Tom Brady or like some great quarterback. He's a great athlete, not a good passer. He's reckless with the ball. And that all got exposed. I'm not afraid of this Bills team. This Bills team is suspect, frauds, and Josh Allen is a fraud like I've been telling everybody on this podcast in the past year and a half. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guys, let's, I mean, and Sammy, I want to hear what you think and what the Wookiee thinks as well. Because look, even though you picked the Bills to win, you did think it would be a good game and a tight game. I don't think any of us expected Josh Allen and the Bills to play that bad. Or expected the weather. These guys always talk about this advantage they have up in Buffalo with the weather. I feel exactly like Mike felt, which is that weather hurt Josh Allen and the Bills more than it hurt the Cincinnati Bengals guys. You go through the drives on the day, punt, punt, touchdown, punt, field goal, punt, turnover on downs, and they end the game with an interception. That's a home game in the playoffs. Josh Allen had a 68 QB rating, guys. Ran for only 26 yards. Mike's point, the run game was irrelevant for him. The team couldn't do anything after that. They had to sit in the pocket and execute. The Bengals ran to take that away from them. Joe Burrow, I mean, it was 17-0 before he blanked. They had no problem. No problem with the Bills. They controlled that game from the jump. Guys, all right? Now, they have a lot of deficiencies, the Bills. I don't know if you know the GM came out softly today when asked about what happened. When asked about how the Bills can compete with the Bengals, threw a little shade at the Bengals, saying, well, you know, they had to really be really bad to get that first pick to get to Chase. I mean, come on, what are we doing there? I understand you're salty, but just just take the L like a man. If you're going to talk all this smack all year long, everyone's saying the Bills are so great, at least lose with a little bit of a little bit of class. Diggs didn't even show up. Exactly, his game does suffer with the, with the quick passes because he, that game was operating in a phone booth this weekend. He couldn't do anything. Guys, it was tremendous. Um, Sammy, what did you think how the game shook out? I know we thought since he would win the game, but I don't think any of us thought that they would just control the game from start to finish the way they did. Yeah, I mean, shout kudos to Burrow. I think he looked great. Uh, I think beating Allen, and then he's got a huge sort of like career maker game coming up as well this week. Another one like rematch last year. Can he do it again? Um, but Allen just, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's a guy that's going to win you. He's Teams are going to figure out him before he figures out teams. So that's his biggest issue, right, is that teams will say, all right, all we have to do is rush forward, drop everybody in coverage, and if we're good enough at that, he'll never do anything. 
and Cincinnati, which is Mike said it last week, right? Like or two weeks ago, that the defense is underratedly good. Um, yeah, and I think they played really well against Josh Allen, the secondary especially. Um, covering guys. Diggs was nowhere to be found. Gabe Davis was nowhere to be found. There were some big drop passes, um, especially down the field that could have gone for some plays, but he had guys open that he was just overthrowing, underthrowing, um, leading them in the wrong direction, throwing it out of bounds. So you could tell the frustration from Diggs, especially in that post game, uh, but I think it was warranted. Yeah, and you know what I wanted to say, guys? This Bill's defense, which get a lot of pop and jet fans look we're gonna get to some jet topics in a second but you know we gotta talk about josh allen the bills losing first guys they gave about 58 points to the dolphins and the Bengals the past two weeks it's amazing defense so the defense kind of let them down but i want to say something else here when it comes to josh allen kind of his playoff issue which mike alluded to josh allen's four and four here in the playoffs guys and if you run through his games remember that game um 2019 his first playoff game versus the texans the texans had a pathetic team that year they were seven and nine and made the playoffs no business being in the playoffs and if you remember, Josh Allen lateraled the ball to a referee in that game. Remember that one, Mike? We talked about that one for a while. Uh, made some of the worst plays in that game of all time cost in that game. The next year, they did win a few games. They beat the Ravens. And like I said, they beat the um, the Phillip Rivers-led Colts. That's two oh, of that's right. right there. That's right. I remember that. Okay, yeah. So he beat uh, old Phillip Rivers. Great. So, Mike, what I'm, what I'm alluding to here is, look, playoff wins are playoff wins. You're not giving them back. But if you look at his credentials in the Bills the past three years, I mean, you have a win over the Phillip Rivers Colts. That team was not that great. The Mac Jones Patriots last year, that team beat a whole bunch of bad teams down the stretch made the playoffs. They were not that good either. The Dolphins last week, that Skylar Thompson Dolphins team, one of the worst teams in the playoffs of any of the teams that made it this year. You barely beat them. Now that win over Lamar in 17-3, the Ravens, that's legit. But your losses, I mean, you lost to the Chiefs twice here. You lost to the Bengals. You lost to the Texans. The playoff resume is not looking great. And Wookie, kind of how it shakes out, it's almost like how A-Rod was for a long time there, where you say, wow, the regular season statistics are good. And even though Josh Allen's stats aren't the worst in the playoffs, Wook, until he gets a big-time win in a big-time moment, this stigma is going to kind of follow this guy that he hasn't got the job done in a, in a big game, right, Wookie? Oh, no, of course. Of course it is. And, and rightfully so with any NFL player, especially playing uh, the premier position in the league on offense. I mean, he came in. I mean, I'll give him kudos to to evolving into a better a quarterback than most people gave him credit for when he got drafted. Can't, can't take that away from him. But, however, to all of your points, you got to make it count when it counts. And that's the playoffs. And you're 4-4, four four, so you're a 500 quarterback in the playoffs. And besides that, that victory over the Lamar and the Ravens, all the other games are suspect. So you got to start making a name for yourself in these big time opportunity positions. And he hasn't been able to capitalize on it yet. Yeah, I agree 100%, dude. Like, look, you look at the two games versus the Chiefs here in the playoffs he's ever had. He's 0 2. I understand one of them they were winning by, winning with 17 seconds left, but just still lost. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't make a difference, yeah. guys. And the game yeah. against the Bengals this year, they just didn't show up. The game versus the Texans. Look, I think that was, I, that might have been his rookie season. Forgive me that I don't remember off the top of my head, guys. Maybe that was his second season. So I'll, I'll give him that game as a mulligan, <clears throat> not playing that well. But like Mike said, man, Sanchez has four playoff wins. So I think Sanchez is 4 and 2 in the playoffs. Um, we know Sanchez wasn't a great quarterback, but in those games, especially versus the Patriots, the, um, you know, that game prior to the AFC Championship game when we lost to Pittsburgh, 
Sanchez played really well. So you got to play big in those big moments to kind of make your mark in this league. Sammy said this is kind of a career-defining game for Joe Burrow coming up. Because if he beats Patrick Mahomes again, we're getting to that down the line. We'll get into our picks, guys. That's four in a row the Bengals would have over the Chiefs. Two in a row in big-time moments. Obviously, AFC Championship game. Joe Burrow's carving out a nice little niche for himself here. And let me let me just make sure people understand Bill's mafia and this whole thing. Like this was their time; they had to win last year or this year. Because you know what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? That Josh Allen contract kicks full in next year. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Thank you for saying now, that. now all those resources that they pointed all that money in and they paid Von Miller and all that. Well, guess what? They're not going to be able to pay everybody. Jordan Poyer, those safeties. Milano. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, Bills fans. So, anyway, I just wanted to mention. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Mike, Brandon Bean, the GM of the Bills, alluded to the fact, in a salty way, oh, well, the Bengals are only paying Joe Burrow on a rookie contract. So they're able to do X, Y, Z. You're doing the same thing. With, what are you talking about? You're doing the same thing with Josh Allen, but just next year, you know, the Bills coming. The bill to pay this guy's coming. You're going to have to pay him big-time money. That cap's going to get sucked up, and you had a window here where you didn't have to worry about that too much. You made a good contract this year, but next year, like Mike said, the big money kicks in. Everything's going to change salary cap-wise for them. They're not going to be able to just add a Vaughn Miller before the year starts, you know? So the landscape's going to change, and they do have holes on that team. They don't have – I know people like Dave Davis. They don't have a wide receiver who's reliable after Stephon Dix. And Stephon Diggs in this game disappeared. You know he stormed off the field after the game, guys. Four catches. Oh, I said he's overrated. I've been saying he's overrated for years. But You've been no, saying I'll, I'll digress. I'll digress. And, and in this game, Mike, I think he only had, and I could be wrong, I know he had four catches. I think it was 35 yards after the game. I was not that excited. I know he's a competitor. But it kind of looked like a team, all of a sudden, everyone going from, man, look at all the weapons the Bills had. They didn't look like they had any weapons on Sunday. They looked like Josh Allen was just trying to do it all by himself, guys. And that's never going to work. And we're going to enter the rest of these playoff games in a minute. Let's touch on some Jets subjects real quick, Mike, because you got everybody riled up today with a few tweets, a few messages uh, suggesting that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets could be a realistic possibility. All right. I love the mob deep kicking in right at this moment when we talk about this, Michael. That was very well-timed. But Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets, I'm going to throw to Sammy first. I don't know if you've been reading this. Sammy, first of all, congratulations. You got a new job today. All right, you're moving up in life. The kid just the kid just keeps doing big things, guys. All right. We won't put him on blast. Thank you, thank you. Him. You don't even know his personal life, everybody. But maybe you didn't notice some of these tweets, Sammy. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. I should say the Packers and the New York Jets discussing Aaron Rodgers. I think he's maybe someone that they want to trade to the AFC. Sammy, how one realistic do you think that is? And two, where do you think? That puts the Jets in a hypothetical world where with the same weapons we have right now and a probably improved offensive line next year, Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback. Yeah, you know, um, I think it makes us infinitely better, but I don't necessarily agree with the decision to go and get Aaron Rodgers. I just, his age bothers me. I was saying to Mike before the show a little bit, right? It's like too eerily reminiscent of Brett Favre that it scares me a little bit. Um, but if you're going to sell the bag, you got to flip the offer out to Lamar Jackson first and the Ravens and see if you can get a guy like that. You know, because if you're going to commit two first-round picks and a third or whatever it is, um, I'd rather them just give up the extra first and the extra second and see if you can get Lamar Jackson, who's 14 years younger, you know. <laughs> um, but I think 
getting a guy like Rodgers puts you in like an immediate Super Bowl contender spot because that's really the only thing you need. Did Sammy freeze up on us there? I think you might have froze. Mike, let me ask you, when it comes to Lamar, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, we didn't get to hear your full take on Lamar last week. I know if we could have one or the other, you go with the younger guy, and he's much younger, significantly younger. I understand that. But considering what you might have to give up, where you're leaning one way or the other with the two guys, Mike? All right, so um, I think that my take is going to probably not be something that people, uh, many Jet fans are going to agree with, but I don't really think I'm fully in on the whole Lamar Jackson um, deal. And it's because of, one, I don't think he's reliable from a um, health perspective. The last two years he's gone out hurt. Um, He does run a lot. He's a great quarterback. There's no question. And he would be the best quarterback that I've ever had as a Jet fan, you know, with him quarterbacking the New York Jets. There's no question. But I do question the amount of money that we're going to have to give him, the conversation we're going to need to give up, and then really his reliability to stay on the field healthy. You know, not to mention that he's not the type of quarterback that really distributes to all around to all the different weapons. He's very good mid in the mid game, but you know, um, he's more, again, he's an athlete, great weapon. So, you know, I know that Sammy may not like the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 39, but he's the best quarterback option out there. And I don't think that's not even close. It's not, Sammy, I don't think it's close. And I yeah, include, no. Include, and I include, and I include my Jackson in that when I say not even close. Because I just Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Not now, all time. And his team right now is trash bag. We know it's dumpster juice. We know it's a rebuild. And he doesn't want to really be part of it. I don't know what's going to happen there. But I do know the New York Jets have the defensive rookie of the year, the offensive rookie of the year. They've got big time. uh, uh, um, uh, Their offensive line is going to come back healthy. Brees Hall would have been the rookie of the year if he hadn't gone down. You have all this infrastructure, young infrastructure, no major contracts yet levied out. We're about to do one for Q. Okay. And you add a veteran like Aaron freaking Rodgers to this team. It's perfect. And I understand he may not be the quarterback for the next five years. That's fine. Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers and they got a Super Bowl. I'll, I'm yeah. good with that. Just get me to a damn Super Bowl. Just get me to one. And it's good enough for me. Okay. So, so, you know, I look at Aaron, uh, Derek Carr and we can get into all that. But when I look at the out, what's out there and what I can get and what value can come to my team, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's not even close. And you know what? I'd rather give up. I know you're like, oh, we're going to give up two first rounds for Aaron and we could give up two first rounds for Lamar. You know, Lamar, again, I love Lamar, but how healthy is he going to be? You know, how reliable is he going to be? How long are we going to have to pay him for? How, you know what I'm saying? At least with Rodgers, if it doesn't work out in the first two years, you know, we still have some movement there. 
right? Because we know we're not locked into them for five, six, seven years. Lamar, like you're signing up for him. You're marrying that dude. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I'm sorry. I, you may not agree with me, but I am one hundred thousand percent on Aaron Rodgers coming here. This is JD, J, Joe Douglas knows this is a career year for him. Okay. The Sala knows it's a career year for him. And if it was a career year for me, I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get Aaron Rodgers, brother. I'm gonna go get him. Because he can run the damn offense. He knows exactly the type of offense that we run. Okay. Garrett Wilson had eleven hundred yards with the worst quarterback play. Son, that dude is gonna be be, be running up on two thousand. <laughs> and also, Mike, to one other thing that we mentioned earlier, which is about rookie contracts. We have a lot of really good players right now on rookie contracts. So we have a window. We have a window right now to be good. And I don't know necessarily, look, if it's Lamar or Aaron Rodgers, to me, and if they're comparable amounts you give up, I'm going to go for Lamar because he's younger. I know what Mike's saying with the injury concerns, but I hear what Sammy's saying with the age. But if we're just talking about the next two or three years in a, in a vacuum, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I understand what Sammy's saying when it comes to Brett Favre, but I don't really see the comparison aside from the fact that they both played for the Packers because Brett Favre threw 336 interceptions in his career. Aaron Rodgers just broke 100 this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, these aren't guys that are the same type of quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' career QB rating is 105, and Brett Favre was an 86. So Brett Favre was great. Everyone liked the gunslinger. But he wasn't an efficient quarterback really ever up and down his career. And that's what the Jets need right now. Aaron Rodgers is much more than a game manager. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, we need someone that can come in and, and be efficient, not turn the ball over, and help us produce points. I, and obviously, Lamar Jackson can do that. But I don't know... I don't know, aside from the age and the team they play for, really, if Brett Favre was a great comparison because Brett Favre played for the Jets, then we know he had a few years with the Vikings here and he was done, but he was kind of a declining asset then. I think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers just won two MVPs. That just happened, you know? So I still see him as a viable candidate if he wanted to come to the Jets, but then it's all about what you have to give up to get him. You know, you don't want to hamstring the team. Um, I know salary cap-wise, I was looking at it today, guys, and they already talked about maybe cutting... Um, Corey Davis, they can cut Lawson and save a whole bunch of money. I think both those guys will get cut. Dwayne Brown, if he gets cut before July, uh, June 1st, will save about $6 million. So when you go for everyone, I think Whitehead is a big-time cut candidate considering how he played. Um, there's about $50 million in cap space they can create in addition to we have about 8 or $9 million. So I think money is not an issue. I don't think they're worried about first-round draft picks. I think what Mike said is correct. The Jets, and Matias said it a moment ago, that if we actually had a quarterback this year, if we had a quarterback that was decent, and Mike White statistically was good for a few games, I'm talking about 17 games, we can rely on you every single week. The Jets win the division, I think. Or at least you know we're in the playoffs, we're making noise. Because our defense is legit, and we could run the ball pretty well. So what do you think, Sammy, when it comes to what Mike said and Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Do you think if it's a short-term thing and it's not too crazy what you give up, it doesn't make sense in that scenario, right? Yeah, for sure. But I just think you're going to have to give up two first rounders. And I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice two first for two years, max three. Like, of course, Aaron Rodgers is better than Brett Favre. But that's not what I meant. I just meant, like, I watched the Yankees my whole life say all we need is a pitcher and then spend money on a 40, 40 year one year old pitcher who doesn't pan out because they have a couple down years because they're in the late turn of their career. So, like, I know Rodgers is playing better, but. 
the first whole half of the season, people were talking about him being washed up. And then he ends the season really strong, makes the playoff, and it's like, oh, well, it's still Aaron Rodgers. But, like, is it? Because he played nine games and they were had a losing record and he was playing, like, absolute garbage. Even though the team's bad, right? Even Brady in those down years where he's older with not a lot of talent was still playing much better than that Rodgers started his whole season. So... I don't know which Rodgers you're going to get, and I don't know if I'm comfortable saying, all right, well, I'll give up two first rounds and a second and a third to get Rodgers for two years because now you handcuffed yourself for the next two. Where- yeah, but what we're doing now that is what we're doing now that is saying, look, even though we've never had a quarterback be good ever, you know what? We're, we're worried about picks now. Well, we're worried about picks no, now that we can totally think, blow, think and we're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. Who this year? Nobody. I don't remember anyone saying Aaron Rodgers was a scrub. I don't know. I don't know where you heard that. No, no. I remember I'm people saying, saying that not. he had rookie wide receivers who don't know what they're doing. His bad year this year was 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he was still one of, of the course, better quarterbacks. But Jimmy G can do that, and we keep our draft picks. So why would we go out and trade our draft picks when Jimmy, Jimmy G? Jimmy G could do what? Jimmy G could do what? He can, he, he would have 26. Jimmy G now, Jimmy G now is as good as Aaron Rodgers. Is that what you're saying? If Aaron Rodgers threw 26 <laughs> and 12 last season, I'm saying Jimmy G can give us those numbers. No, what Jimmy G on the Packers last year wouldn't have 26 and 12. All right, but I'm, I'm, you're saying he's my point. No, 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 you have to get the same in the right context. Aaron Rodgers last year on the Packers with complete garbage wide receivers, right? On that team had 26 and 12. Jimmy G on the 49ers with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and Greg George Kittle who just made the Pro Bowl. Right, in so that context, he's good. You're right. He's not so, good on the Green Bay Packers. Okay, but again, like I'd rather spend that money that we're going to pay Rogers for the next couple seasons, which is like thirty something million dollars, and pay Q and 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 have money for the oh, future to get. Him. I think what he's saying keep, is, I think what he's saying is to that. keep Q to keep Garrett Wilson and have a good team for the next ten years. As opposed to be good for two handicappers. Hold on a second, but then, hold on a second. In, this, in this hypothetical, they have to have a quarterback on the team, right? There's going right, to be a quarterback. So if they get Lamar, they pay him twice as much. But Aaron Rodgers they pay twice as much. I know, but if they got Lamar in this same equation, someone's playing quarterback next year, right? And someone's going to make a lot of money to play quarterback on the Jets. That's already known. That's not going to be debated. We're not going to. There's someone's going to make a lot of money to play quarterback for the Jets. If it's Lamar Jackson, it's even more money. Then you're talking about with Rodgers, yeah. and you're now facing because, every other problem you just because said. Lamar Jackson's 26, though Rodgers is 41, and again, okay, so, but it, get, so if they get Lamar, if, then for, if they get Lamar, you don't care about Q in that scenario or anyone else. Then you said. no, because the potential future of Lamar Jackson, and you can keep one of those three guys, then yeah, no, I don't care at all because Lamar Jackson's 25 years old, so you'll have Lamar and one of those three guys, as opposed to having no quarterback. And then two of those three guys. Sammy, Let me ask the question. Sammy, we talk Sammy, about, we talk about Josh Allen. Sammy. What if Lamar Jackson won? What if Lamar Jackson won? Let me get this way. I mean, Aaron Rodgers Nothing. only won one Super Bowl, so Sammy. and he's lost a ton of NFC. Even last year, we were talking about is Aaron Rodgers done? He lost another NFC Championship game, another one. How many NFC? How many AFC Championship games has Lamar got to? Mark Sanchez went to two. I'm saying <laughs> Lamar Jackson hasn't won anything. At all in the NFL. I still think I still think you're handcuffing yourself. At least Lamar Jackson has the potential to eventually get there. Where Aaron Rodgers got there and not won. Yeah, this question, Sam. Who gives us the best chance to win a Super Bowl next year? Which quarterback? I'm I'm not even concerned about next year. I don't think. Who? Who? I am, but I am concerned about next year because we do have a window. So let me ask you a question, Sam. What quarterback? 
option out there right now, next year, gives us a chance, the best chance to win a Super Bowl? I think one of the ones that's not available, and that's why those guys are all available, to be honest. But, but, if I'm but, being honest, I, none I, of I, those guys and all of the guys that are on teams. That's why I, I, I think I understand. I understand. I'm saying who? Who? Lamar, Rogers, Carr, Garoppolo. Okay. I think I think in that offense, I think Lamar with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson gives us the best chance to win. I disagree. I disagree 100%. I think Rodgers gives us, without question, the best chance to – I don't even think it's close. I think it's a good debate either way. If we, had, if we had one or the other, I think, we could argue all day about one or the other and whatever, but if either guy is the quarterback next year, everyone's going to be happy. That's the bottom line. That's what I know. Sammy can say whatever the hell he wants right now. If week one comes next year and he's walking into MetLife Stadium and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback – He's not going to be saying any of this. He's going to be like, well, he's going to be stoked. He's not going to be like, oh man, but we don't have a second rounder, 2026. Who gives a shit? Okay. I feel like it's almost like I've been waiting my whole life, and to hear someone be like, oh man, but we have to give an extra pick to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm not in that type of thought process. But look, both but of those said, guys. Go for third and just get Jackson, who's 26, and take your chances with a guy who you can have. Yeah, but Jackson, Jackson, how many first one picks did we lose on, dude? Makai Becton hasn't had played. Eight games in this rookie season as you play. I don't give a shit about draft picks, bro. We just nailed three. We nailed three, bro. Yeah, but I'd rather spend them and get Lamar Jackson than spend them and get Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm done with oh picks. Like get I'm not Rodgers. I'm taking picks out the window. If picks aren't the option, trade them all and get Lamar Jackson, who's 26 and has a way longer career in front of him than Aaron Rodgers has. Well, that's the why thing. would you why hold on a second? Hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, not the same type of quarterback. There's a reason Aaron Rodgers has played many years as he has. And there's a reason in his fifth season, Lamar Jackson just missed the end of the season and didn't play in the playoffs. So when you project this long career for Lamar Jackson, you have no clue if he's even playing in three years from now. Because he's on a pace rushing the ball no quarterback has ever been on. So I'm not even disagreeing with you, Sammy. I would even go so far as Sammy has to agree next year if Lamar Jackson's the two. I'll say he's even just as equal as Rodgers are better for us winning. I'm not even disagreeing, Sam. But I'm saying to say, oh, he's going to play. He's not playing when he's 39 years old. Lamar Jackson? He's not. If, if, if NFL history is anything for us to look at, a quarterback that plays the way that he plays, who runs as much as he does, puts himself in harm's way a lot of times again. Lamar Jackson is tall and he's sturdy, dude, but he's not a giant like Ben Roethlisberger or Josh Allen. He got hurt last year. He got hurt again this year. He didn't even show up for a playoff game this year. All he had was a, was a strained PCL. So that, that's an element in this equation that somehow you're not putting into the equation, which is you have no idea how Lamar Jackson. No, you could I say, Sammy, that. Sammy, you could say, oh, Aaron Rodgers might only play for three years. Lamar Jackson might only play for three years. Same thing. But no I, I think the potential of Lamar to play six is higher than Aaron Rodgers playing another six. And I think Lamar would operate better in those six years than Aaron Rodgers would, is yeah, all I'm saying. I and I think that rookie contract, that rookie contract is four to five seasons. So what, what happens in two years when Aaron Rodgers is 43 years old, two seasons have gone by, and now he's not, he's a fucking terrible quarterback. What happens then? Or his body breaks down. You know what it is. I, but I'd rather take the chance. You know what it is. I'd rather young. take the chance on the. You're not listening because I'd rather He's take young, the chance. Buddy. No, no, no. He's got life to live. He's got life. You don't know about me and you. Crustified. Seth just waiting. He doesn't know about us, son. He's mad young. Like, oh yeah, six years. Fuck six years. I don't know. I'm saying now. Wilson, Wilson, Wilson and Sauce and Breeze have four years. Do you want to do the thing where you say? 
what happens in two years when player Rodgers is bad? But in the same breath, you don't want to say what happens in three years when Lamar could be hurt. You can't have both those things be true. I just that said that. I said they can be both true. Reality. Those can be true because the potential of Lamar at 26 not getting hurt, I think, is less than Aaron Rodgers at 40. Well, let me ask you this, Sammy. The last three years in a row, he's regressed statistically across the board, Lamar Jackson. That has nothing yeah. to do with him running. So what's your answer to that? Like, My answer Aaron Rodgers just won two FTDs. Which yeah. no one wants to hear is I don't fucking I don't want either of those guys. I want Jimmy Garoppolo, who's 31, who can manage a game and play with those talented guys. No, I'd rather take not. Jimmy G, who I think can get us to a Super Bowl and has gone there before. Look, I'm not. If Jimmy G's the quarterback, I'm not gonna. And Jimmy G's the quarterback. We still have a quarterback upgrade from from last year. That's not, <laughs> not even that's not even debatable. But my point is that, like you said, oh Jimmy G, he could do what Aaron Rodgers did. I mean Brock Purdy right now, last pick in the draft. And I, I'm, I'm not sold, no matter what anyone says to me. He's doing pretty good in the 49ers, right? Wait, would you want Brock Purdy as our quarterback next year? Like, the 49ers make it pretty easy for your quarterback to look pretty good, right, with the personnel they have. So, I don't know. I'm not... Hey, speaking of that, would you, would either of you take Trey Lance for a third-round pick? Because there's rumors out there that they're willing to give him up for a third. That's another curveball you screw Give him a test drive. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't know, man. I don't know. Third round pick seems like they're just giving up on him. If that's if that's how much. And I don't know if that's true either. We'll see how. I mean, Brock Wright didn't play that great last week. He didn't play great in the first half of the game the previous week, and then he had a 80 yard dump off the Debo to help the stats out in that game. So we'll see. I don't know. Trey Lance. Do we have enough on him? I mean, if the Niners are giving giving up on him that quick for a third round pick, that should tell you something. But. I mean, I would take him over Zach Wilson as our backup. I think, like, I know, um, I don't know if you guys saw it today, Sammy, that Aaron Rodgers he did give Zach Wilson some, so no, he has a lot of potential, blah, 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 which, you know, they're always going to say these things. I, and Mike was like, look, man, if we got Rodgers, I think Zach stays. I think Zach Wilson is just completely useless at this point. I don't want him as our backup. I don't think he's going to be good in the future. I don't think he's going to get better. I just think this is the player that he is. Yeah, he, he, I don't. I don't see him progressing. I don't see him ever being an NFL starter in this league at all. Um, the Aaron Rodgers topic obviously got heated up in here, guys. Let's talk about another topic real quick. Um, Jets offensive coordinator search, which has been going on. I haven't really talked to anyone about what their favorite to be. I know Frank Reich. Some people mentioned is someone we would bring in, but I think he's going to get the head coaching job over here with the Cardinals. If they did bring in Nathaniel Hackett, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, um, that's a connection right there with him. His dad was the New York Jets offensive coordinator um, back, I think, in 2001, 2003, Paul Hackett. Remember my dad cursing at the television at Paul Hackett all the time. I know Nathaniel Hackett last year didn't do that great as a head coach. As an offensive coordinator, if you go through his resume, guys, um, with Green Bay, obviously, had a lot of success. Number one offense in the league with Aaron Rodgers, so they have some success together. As the coordinator with Jacksonville, they had the number one rushing attack in the league, but when Doug Marone got fired, you know, out he went, guys. And with the Bills OC in 2013-2014, he was also with Doug Marone there, did, had some success, and when Marone got left, he went along with him there. So I don't know if you guys have a favorite. I just think that, uh, and I heard a lot of reports this week, guys, that LaFleur kind of got a bad rap and this and that. Um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. He might get this Rams job. I don't know. Do you guys have anyone out of this mix here, Mike? I know we have Hackett. We have, um, I know Shea got interviewed. Marcus Brady, Joe Brady got interviewed. It seems like Hackett's maybe the front runner. Mike and maybe the guy with the most experience, at least, as an offensive coordinator, kind of seems like the guy the Jets are leaning to right now. Yeah, and I can't disagree with that pick. Um, I think... 
uh, having that experience is what we're going to really need uh, at this point. Um, I think that bringing in a novice OC and a rookie quarterback was a mistake by this franchise, and I think they realize it, and now they're going to look to remedy, remedy that. Now, you can have novice OCs that are end up doing well, um, but at this point, I think where the Jets are and how young they are, they need some veteran leadership, specifically on the offense and who's being uh, in charge of actually executing that offense. So Nathaniel Hackett or even a Greg Olson, you know, I'm open and I trust JD and I trust Sala to get this right. The one thing I have to say about Robert Sala is that maybe people aren't happy with him as a head coach. Maybe people aren't really happy with Joe Douglas and some of his decisions, but these two gentlemen, I feel like they learn from their mistakes and they're not stuck in the mud like others. They're willing to pivot and change. Yeah. And I've seen it on a number, there are, and you know I'm a, I'm a nut like everybody, other Jeff fans. I focus on a lot of what they do and I have seen them change and pivot yeah. and that to me is the most important thing and I feel like if they're growing and they're learning and they're moving and they're pushing in a better direction then I think they're going to end up being successful and so um, you know I just want to make sure that whatever quarterback they're bringing in aligns with the OC and that they have confidence because really this decision is going to mean their careers yeah absolutely you know I think having the rookie coach and the rookie quarterback and the rookie offensive coordinator was probably not the best way to go about it. Salah probably should have grabbed someone with a little bit more experience coming in that first year. I think it showed itself the first two years because you didn't have anyone with the experience to kind of lead Zach, to help Zach grow, at least in my eyes. That might not be all on an offensive coordinator. I think a lot of people are involved in a quarterback growing, especially the quarterback itself. Um, but a lot of blame is going to get put on you if you struggle. The past two years, they're ranked pretty much last in the league two years ago and then 26, 27 this year. So that's going to get you fired in the NFL. That's just how that works, guys. Um, and speaking of people getting fired, let's talk about some of these playoff games last week. The Dallas Cowboys, Wookie. Now, we'll talk about your Giants in a minute, Wookie. I'm not going to lead off with that. The Cowboys lost. Probably did feel good. I was the only one that went ahead and picked the Cowboys. Let's go through these playoff picks. Everyone except the Wookie got the Bills game correct. Okay? Me, Sammy, and Mike all with the freaking Bills hatred. And I think all of us <coughs> agreed the Bengals are hot, man. And they look really good. So... All of us got that one right um, last week. This Cowboy game, I was the only one that rolled with the Cowboys. And honestly, guys, I think the Cowboys should have won this game. I'm sure you guys all watched the game. I feel like the Cowboys should have won this game. I think Dak Prescott lost him this football game. A couple big interceptions. I thought he played horribly. He looked tight, especially in that fourth quarter, guys. Some of those passes that could have even been intercepted. I mean, I, my takeaway from that game was that I don't know... It might sound crazy. We're talking about Dak, and excuse me, we're talking about Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, stuff like that. I mean, I don't think that owner's happy with the quarterback in Dallas right now, and I think there could be a quarterback change at, on that team also. They take the L 19-12. They kind of struggled in the – Brock Purdy played okay. San Francisco defense came up huge, guys. Um, I think all of us yeah, – all you guys actually picked the 49ers to win, except me. But you got to try to get a point here and there. You know what I'm saying? So I went with the Cowboys guys in that game. Eagles game versus the Giants. That was a tough one, Look, That was a tough one. Now, I think the G-Men had a year, Look, where they probably overachieved a little bit. You'd probably be a lot better next year. I'm going to give you the floor, Look, because we've had a lot of debates with Giants fans. You know, you had that really good game from Daniel Jones versus the Vikings, kind of the opposite last week. 
Are you going to pay him next year? Or are you not? Are you going to give him an extension that's a big time extension like some of these other quarterbacks? Or are you not? The stats are kind of weird stats. 15 touchdown passing, not great, but he ran for 700, won a bunch of games. Where are you at on the Giants' performance this weekend, Wookie? Where are you at on Daniel Jones? Well, obviously, um, I'm upset. I'm disappointed. I thought they would at least put up some kind of effort. But besides, like, the Detroit game and the two games against, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the two games against Philly, I mean, I think Dayball kind of outcoached everybody that he played, which was great. But I don't know, I don't know how to feel about Daniel Jones. I, I, I'm happy that he, he's been overachieving. Um, but like you said, 15 touchdown passes, but he did have 700 yards rushing. So I don't know exactly. I don't know what he is yet. I don't know if we can pay him that type of money that he's going to be looking for. And Nick, Um, Nick, let me just say something real, real, real quick. When you say things like that to me and you say, I don't know what he is when he's been your quarterback for the last three years, that's a sign, bro. Okay, and where you are, and I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't want you to get upset or anything. That is the last place I want the Jets to be. I don't want to have to pay for someone who's not really that good. Because what what's gonna happen with you? And just and I've talked to Dan about this with the, with the Raiders. And I, 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 I look, I'm trying to be honest. Like you're honest with us. With the ain't easy being green. You let us know. You told us with Gase. Like you guys were. I'm being real with you. You're gonna pay him, and you're gonna be stuck. You're not. I see. I mean, I would like to think that um, Shane and and Dable, if they don't want to pay him, aren't gonna pay him. Yeah. Well, you're gonna pay him. You're gonna pay him a whole lot of money. You're gonna put a lot of assets into him and other. You're not going anywhere with that. I'm just being real. This is the problem. You Tannehill. Look at Tannehill with the Dolphins. You could. I could pick a million. Kirk Cousins. Okay, these guys are not champions. They are good, and you don't. You're like, ah, oh, well, what are we gonna do? So you just go pay them. I, what I don't want, I'd rather have a Zach Wilson and fail than to be with a Daniel Jones and be like, shit, we're gonna give them thirty million. Fuck that. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, to, to be honest, even, even if they gave Daniel Jones thirty million, I think we'd be better off than having Zach Wilson as a starter. Yeah, my opinion. I'd rather have Zach Wilson and fail. I don't even know what that means. I'd rather have a quarterback and be good, no matter how no matter how bad the quarterback is. I'd rather have a, a quarterback to be mediocre. Yeah, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, Keith, is I'd rather be flexible. I don't want to be locked in. Oh no, I would too, Mike. Absolutely. When I said the Zach Wilson thing, I'm saying, oh. He's not it. Let's move. Yeah. When you're stuck with a quarterback that you're paying for X. What I'm hoping is that our front office and Dayball make the the right decision. And all right, we're either we're either in on this kid, or you know what, we're we have our we have our suspicions, like a lot of our fans do. Maybe we don't pay him. Maybe we try to figure out a different way to go about getting a, a quarterback that's legit here. I I, I just have to trust that. Shane and Dayball and the front office are going to make the right decisions at this point. I mean, there's there's no ties to him. I mean, it's not like Shane drafted him. Yeah, that yeah. was Gettleman in his friggin' water bottle. I was full bloom love. Get the, where is Dave Gettleman now? Does he have a job? <laughs> Sammy, I think that Giants are in a tough spot here because Jones has been pretty average most of his career. I mean, he's fumbled the ball all over the place, turned it over at record pace his first couple years. 
this year he was pretty decent. They won games. And towards the end of the year, he played okay, Sammy. And then the first playoff game, probably the best game he's ever played. Giant fans waited their whole career for Daniel Jones to play a game like that. And then last week was just absolutely atrocious. So it kind of puts you in a tough spot, does it not, Sammy? When it comes to next year, you look at the quarterback landscape. We, we just talked about it with two guys we're talking about, Jackson and Rodgers. You don't hear the Giants in these discussions because I think most people think they're bringing Daniel Jones back. Do you think it's a foregone conclusion he's a giant, Sammy, or do you think they should look at some other options? Um, I think ideal situation, you get him on some sort of short-term, high-paying deal where it's like front-loaded and you can kind of see what he's got, like best-case scenario. Because you want another year at least, because he, like you guys said, right, he was so up and down all season, um, but he did win football games, and that's what it's ultimately about. Uh, So that's like ideal scenario. I would hate to see them lock themselves into a six, seven year because then you're like Mike said, right? You're just stuck and you've got to kind of play them. And then eventually three years in, you're like, we we picked wrong, you know? Um, Or or that that year in and say they try to cut someone, you have dead money that just sinks you on your salary cap. Right. And you're going to toss Even though the salary cap's going up, I mean, these quarterback contracts are insane. Right. They're still inflated. Yeah, it's just no cost prohibitive. And what? like compete with them because then it's dead money too, right? Because what if he yeah. loses the job? Because then he just paid him and he loses. Yeah. So what happens if Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson don't end up being good? Like they're that those two franchises. The Browns are done. If, if Deshaun Watson, they how much didn't they give him almost a fully guaranteed deal or Mike or something like that? So. That was, and I think they gave him the fully guaranteed deal because it almost was that 80% cost of what he would have got with no allegations, no nothing. So in their minds, they're in their minds, they were making a deal. But what if he stinks? I mean, then you're then you're then you're really in a bad spot, guys. And that Eagles game last week, we we won't go through the the particulars of the game. Eagles are a tremendous team. They're one of the best teams in the league. Well, the Giants have a ton of good pieces. Dexter Lawrence is an actual man child on that field. I think the Giants are gonna put be in a situation where they, I don't know. I don't think they can franchise tag Jones, right? He's unrestricted free agent, I believe, right, guys? Um, I do think that he's coming back to the Giants next year. That's why I think it's going to happen. I know Saquon wants a McCaffrey-type contract. That's a whole nother ball of wax when it comes to your, your running back situation because those guys usually don't last that long. Great year this year from Saquon, though. But um, all of us got that game right except the Whoopi. Let's go to this game here, Chiefs-Jaguars. This was a good one. Your boy Trevor Lawrence Mike played good in this game. But the Jaguars had a good showing. There, it always seemed like the Chiefs, to me, had control of the game for the most part. But they were only a few plays away there. Jacksonville and making something happen. When you saw them come back the way they did against the Chargers, that's why I didn't want to count them out in this game. But you saw Mahomes take care of business as, he, as you thought he would. 27-10 to 10 there for the week. Now, if you guys have anything to say on those games, please feel free. But for the week, Sammy and Mike both went for them. Both went 4-0. You guys are both 8-2 so far this year in the playoffs. Kudos to both of you. Your boy here, Keith, if I didn't go with the Cowboys, I would have went 4-0 as well, but I did. Shouldn't have went with those boys. Should have known. Should have known they would choke in a big moment like they always do. I went 3-1, and and the Wookiee went 1-3. The standings right now after two weeks, Mike and Sammy tied at 8-2. Tremendous job by you guys. I'm at 7-3. The Wookiee is at 6-4. Gotta make a big comeback here, Wolf. Gotta make a big comeback at the end. I don't even know if it's math. Is it mathematically possible? Yes. They can get both these games wrong <clears throat> and you get it right, Wolf. But you have to use some strategic picking against, which I tried last week with the Cowboys to get a one-up on everyone. Shouldn't have done it. Outsmarted myself last week, guys. But let's get into these AFC and NFC Championship game, guys, and then we'll get out of here. KC 
Actually, you know what? Let's go to the NFC first, guys. Philadelphia and San Francisco. I would love to hear what you guys think. We haven't talked about this this game this week at all. I have been waiting for Brock Purdy and his train to stop for the past three or four weeks. The offense has been great. He didn't really play that good last week, but the defense played good. They still came in with a win. Um, I think the 49ers are really hot, just like the Bengals, man. Really, really hot team right now. Let's go to the Wook first. 49ers, Eagles. I know you're not a big Eagle fan, Wook. I know what happened last week, but you think they take care of business for a San Fran? I think this is a really, really close game. Both defenses and offensive lines are solid. Um, I think it'll be, uh, again, the best test for both squads so far. Um, I, I want to say Philly, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ride the Brock Purdy train. Oh my god! All that talent and bank on San Fran's defense playing a little better than Philly's defense this year. You're not gonna you're not gonna stop you know Hurts. You're not going to stop Jalen Hurts. You, you only hope to contain him, yeah. uh, as they used to say back on ESPN back in the day. Uh, so I think San Fran ekes out a victory here and is playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think if he was, I think he looked a little hurt last week, but he still looked pretty mobile there. Look, I agree with you, man. He yep. live, move around pretty good. That offensive line is, you know, just creates space all day for him. They have a ton of weapons. What do you think, Sammy? Niners, Eagles. These teams are as evenly matched, Sammy, when it comes to offense and defensive rankings as you can get. I mean, these guys are ranked the same, everything across the board. How do you think this one's going to shake out, Sammy? Uh, I got Philly in this one. I just think, I think the Purdy train stops here. Time to get off. Uh, that Eagles team looks really good to me. They look really hard to stop. They have so many different weapons they can go to. They got guys over the middle. They got multiple guys are downfield weapons. They run the football well. I thought Hurts, even though he was a little banged up, I thought he ran the ball really well when he had yeah. to and, and like put, put the ball down, got a bunch of first downs, scrambled yep. for five here, five there. Um, Devonta Smith, don't sleep on that dude in the slot. He just yep. kept open. Um, that team's really good. So I think they're going to beat the Niners this week. Yeah, what do you think, Mike? Eagles, Niners, huge matchup, NFC Championship game this Sunday. Who do you got winning that one? Well, I mean, you can just go to my preseason pick. I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I still got them going to the Super Bowl. They are just as talented as this 49ers. And if you look at that, you just go to your main um, driver positions, the ones that mean the most. And when I look at the quarterbacks, obviously Hurts is far better than Purdy is. And then, you know, you look at the the, 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 uh, the defense and, and you've got, you know, a comparable unit. So I'm... Definitely, I think the Eagles have been the best team in the NFC all year, and I don't think, I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, just like uh, I said in preseason. Yeah, I agree, man. I think this would be, um, I think the Niners have overachieved a few times the past three or four years and gotten to the Super Bowl a couple times. They got further than they should have, just based off good coaching and good defense. I think last week you saw the Cowboys get after Brock Purdy. Didn't look that good to me, at least, Brock Purdy. This Philadelphia defense is better defense than the Cowboys. Number one in the NFL in sacks and pressures. You look at the two teams, guys. It's the number three offense versus the number five offense. Philly's number three, Seattle's number five. And the number one defense versus the number two defense. I mean, this is this. Could, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think the Eagles will put points up, but I don't. I, I think uh, the Niners are going to have a hard time scoring a lot of points this weekend in Philly on the road. Going to be probably cold there. You're not going to be in the nice confines of San Francisco, where it's 65 degrees and feeling good. I think the Eagles walk away with a W in this one as well. Then we go over to the AFC Championship game. Let's see who we think the Eagles are going to meet in the title game. Mike, what do you think? You got the Chiefs. You got the Bengals. The rematch everybody wanted. 
from last year, tremendous AFC title game. Do you think Joe Burrow and the Bengals can beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for the fourth time in a row this weekend? Well, Matthias, uh, one of our listeners, just put in what he thinks is the Super Bowl, and I happen to agree. Eagles, Bengals, Super Bowl 56. You think, Mike, you think the Bengals, they're just too hot right now, right? That's what you think. They, they've been rolling through teams for about two months now. Too to, to be real. What do you think, Sammy? I know those are boys, the Bengals. You do rolling with them into the Super Bowl game? Like, it's tough because last time Patrick Mahomes got hurt in the playoffs, he came back the next week and threw like 400 yards, three tutties, and no in, <laughs> right? So yeah, you're like, yeah. that's the Mahomes you get. Um, but no, I think I'm going to ride with the uh, Chiefs here. I think. Um, Mahomes comes out, I think he plays, I think he wins, and I think it starts the uh, next 10 years of rivalries in the AFC between Burroughs and Mahomes. I hear you, bro. What are you thinking, Wookie? Chiefs, Bengals, Matt, rematch from last year, another epic battle between these two teams. Who do you think is going to take a dub? So what do we got? We got Sammy going uh, the Chiefs here, and Mike we've got Mike – and we got Mike – oh, I'm sorry. Sammy's going Cincy, and Mike uh, – wh- what did you say again, Mike? No, I'm going Cincy. He's going Chiefs. Mike, Sammy's going Chiefs. Oh, I, I had him switch up. I'm sorry. So Mike is going Cincy, and Sammy's going the Chiefs. I'm trying to – well, I mean, that puts me in a pickle either way. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll go with the Bengals. I'll, uh, I'll pick up where Sammy left off last year since he lost face in them all of a sudden. I'll go with um, I'll go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals to play San Fran in the Super Bowl. All right, Wookie, well, yeah, I think that's a tremendous pick, guys. I think that man, it's really hard to win eight, nine, ten games in a row in the NFL. You know what I mean, guys? Like something goes wrong in some game. It's especially hard to continually beat teams that are as good as you or the elite teams. And I think that the Bengals have three wins in a row here on the Chiefs. I don't think that's going to continue this weekend now. You can flip a coin. I think Joe Burrow is the hottest quarterback on the NFL. Uh, so I can't disagree with Matthias. I can't disagree with Mike. That team is rolling. Even the defense, very underrated defense. They're pretty good on defense, too. ton of weapons on the Cincinnati side. Um, but I just like what the Chiefs can do on offense, man. It just seems like they have so many different ways to attack you. Losing Tyree Kill didn't affect them. Their schemes and the plays they run always manage to catch other teams by surprise. I mean, you know they're going to throw to Travis Kelsey in the five-yard line every single game. It always works. I don't know how they get him open at all times. So I just think they have superior coaching on that team. And I think this is the game for the Chiefs to go ahead and get that W on the Bengals. I had the Chiefs, like Mike said, they were my Super Bowl pick before this season started. I think they're right now the best team in the league. I think they're going to stop the Bengals this weekend. And we're going to see a Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl, guys. Either way, like we said, all four combinations are a pretty awesome Super Bowl. Yeah. You don't always get that. Some Sometimes we get to this point and we're all like, man, we hope Team X doesn't get in because that would just be lame. But all these combos, if it's Bengals, Eagles, that, that's pretty awesome. To me. If it's you Bengals, know, Niners, that's good. All of these, all Bengals, Niners would be a, a great Super Bowl rematch from yesteryear with Joe Montana throwing that touchdown at John Taylor to back the end zone when I was eight years old. Um, I, I would love that. I mean, there's a lot of good combinations here, but I think the Chiefs are going to be able to get it done here, guys. You know, Keith, it's so nice to watch these conference games and not have any emotion. Like, I have no yeah. hatred. No, like, anger, no no feelings. Like, when the Patriots would play and Brady would win, I would be just, I'd leave. Ugh. 
Yep. You know, like, I don't have to worry about the Hill people. I like all four teams, like you said. So, like, whatever whatever happens, whatever the Super Bowl is, I'm, I'm excited either way. Yeah, the playoffs, uh, now it's 2010, so I was, uh, it was so long ago, I was not even in my 30s yet. That's how long ago the Jets were in the playoffs. And I remember the last playoff game they had when they lost to the Steelers. They were losing 19-0 in the NFC Championship game. And I went to my room. I had 30 people at my house watching the game. I went to my room by myself. That's how emotional I was, Mike. You're texting me. My friends are like, bro, you got to. I don't like, I can't even watch this. This is how, this is how much this is breaking my soul. Watching us lose to the Steelers again. That was so hard to deal with. But that's what playoff football is all about, man. Hopefully next year. And all of you Jeff fans don't even know what Keith, I called him the next day trying to reconcile my thoughts. And I'm like, Keith, don't worry, man. We're going to come back next year. We got Sanchez. And he's like, no, Mike, this is the end. And I'm like, no, it's not. Right. He, and he's like, right. Mike, this is it. That was it. That was our shot. We're done. But I just didn't never knew how bad it would get. 12 years. Yeah, I didn't never. I didn't think we'd be not in the playoffs for 12 years. My point to you then, to many Jet fans at the time, I argued with all the time, was that Mark Sanchez is really, really bad at <laughs> quarterback. And we're winning games in spite of him being horrible. I mean, Jet fans, remember, he threw five interceptions his rookie year versus the Bills, and we lost the game 10-7. to He was so bad. And look, in the playoffs, people want to go, but look how good he played in the playoffs. It was a game he played the Bengals that we won. He threw the ball 15 times. We ran the ball the whole day. So, look, I, I know Sanchez had success in the playoffs, and anyone winning a game in the Jet Green in the playoffs, we're going to love it because we've had so few wins. But um, that I felt that we had overachieved a little bit to get to those games. I, I, I saw us going back down after that. But, hey, look, here we are 12 years later, hopefully getting back on track. Hopefully, hope Lamar Jackson, maybe, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers, maybe it's Jimmy G. I know one thing, and I messaged this out to a bunch of our friends, Mike, um, on our Jets chat, is that I know next year we're going to have a better quarterback playing that position than we had the previous five or six years. Regardless, Sammy, if it's Lamar, Sammy, if it's Jimmy G, if it's Aaron Rodgers, whoever it is, it's going to be better than what we've had. Because we finally had built a foundation, I think, that from the outside, like you're going to look for a home, and you look and you say, that house looks... The house you look at, you're like, yo, the shutters are falling off, the gutter's not here replaced, the garage is messed up, the lawn's not mowed. That used to be the Jets. Now you're like, this looks pretty good. It just needs a few little tweaks, and that's what we need. That's what we're at right now. Where we have a decent, we have some good offensive weapons. We know we have the defense. We just need the quarterback, which is why we argue about it so passionately, because it's just the one thing it seems like we need and it might be there for the take in this offseason, guys. Hopefully it will be. Um, great show from everyone. Everyone killed it. We'll be back next week, guys. Talk about the AFC champion, uh, the Super Bowl, I should say, um, next week and who won these games. Mike, if anyone wants to get at us or support us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that? Guys, we're on Facebook. Please like us at or please subscribe, follow at AEBG.JetsRadio on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYG podcast and on Instagram at Jet. Yeah, you know, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on YouTube, you Google Ain't Easy Being Green Podcast. We will come up everywhere you look, guys. So on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, on behalf of the number one high school football coach of the nation today, Samuel O'Hare, and on behalf of the greatest college football tight end ever to lace up a pair of boots, the big Wookiee, Nick Kronk. My name is Keith Fowl. We'll next week, everybody. Peace out.